All right, excellent. All right. Hey, uh, I'm just going to do a quick intro. Hey, it's Dr. Eric on the Relentless Vitality Podcast. I am super excited to have an awesome guest on my show, Dr. George Tuliatos. He's an author, expert, and scientific advisor to muscle mag and muscular development. He's an MD. He's specializing in uh, medical use of uh, hormones, TRT, P PEDs, a medical contributor in the Anbox book, and he's a competitive bodybuilder himself. Has done shows uh, throughout Greece. He comes to us from Greece, but he's actually going to be visiting us here in the States here very shortly. He'll, he'll talk a little bit about that. Hey, George, how you doing, man? Hello, Eric. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Dr. George was just telling me about his upcoming uh, trip. He's going to be doing, sounds like he's be putting on some conferences and lectures here, and he can talk about that. But um, but yeah, I just wanted to have you on, George, because I just love getting guests on my show to talk about uh, hormonal optimization. Um, I talk about peptides, anti-aging, longevity, all the above. So I try to get guests on that, uh, share my passion for muscle medicine and hormones, et cetera. And, um, you know, always looking to push the envelope and learn, especially from individuals like yourself who have also, you know, walked the walk and talked the talk and especially from overseas, because I'm curious how things are in Greece and Europe, but compared to here in the States in terms of regulations, medical usage and things. So uh, if you don't mind, uh, you've probably done this a million times, but you can give a quick, uh, the listeners, my listeners, at least a quick uh, synopsis of uh, you, where you, how you got here and a little bit about what you're doing here in the States. And uh, we can talk a little bit more about hormones and testosterone and steroids. Yeah, so um, my bodybuilding career started right after finishing the medical school as I was practicing a GP in the country, so age 26. So I had a basic background about science, you know. Uh, I was lifting since I was in uh, high school, since I was uh, 16 years old. And my first show was at 26, so 10 years of lifting. <laughs> And I have to tell you that my, during my first show, my steroid use was minimal. And my knowledge was very narrow, very limited based on the magazines I was able to purchase. Flex, Muscle Fitness, MD, you know. Um, and then uh, totally, I, I competed in 10 shows in four different years. So 2000, 2009, I took a huge break in order to, um, my obligations was as a, practicing physician, you know, in biopathology. And then 2010, and then I retired as I was finishing my residency in biopathology, 2013 at the master's. And I have to tell you back then, <clears throat> I was not aware of the, of the potential side effects of the dangers that um, the anabolic androgenic steroids and performance acid drugs enclose. And I was, I was more thinking as, as an athlete rather than as a physician, you know. Later, as you age, you take under consideration your health and your longevity way more than in your youth, you know, because you think you're uh, uh, not vulnerable in, in your 20s or your 30s. And I was very competitive. I wanted to, um, I wanted to be very competitive, you know, and perhaps I didn't have the supreme genetics to be big. And I was just aesthetic, you know, I was, I was perhaps abusing a little bit of, of the gear that I was, um, I was, I had to end my labs were not that good, but uh, hopefully I come from a medical background. My folks and my sister were doctors. And I was having my regular checkups and I was taking um, care of my health a little bit more seriously rather than the other guys. Anyway, so um, exactly 10 years ago, I started writing books in Greece based on my experience as a bodybuilder who had retired, you know, and of course my knowledge as a physician. 
So totally I wrote four editions. So 2012, 2013, 2015, and 2018. Meanwhile, uh, Bill Welling had discovered me online and I was able also to participate in some podcasts in Superhuman Radio by Colin Knorr and uh, later by Dave Palumbo. Um, so with Ron McLean, with Jay Campbell, um, with Generation Iron. And uh, the, the, the healing combination was that I was not just a theoretical doctor, I was somebody who was abusing, I was a steroid junkie myself, right after medical school. And I was walking the walk and talking the talk. So this is a little combination, okay? And I was open-minded and frankly, the bodybuilders look at me somebody on their own, you know? So it's not just um, a doctor who doesn't care to demonize the steroids. I couldn't be hypocritical. So they had somebody that could be outspoken and open up uh, their abuse. And uh, I focus now mainly on harm reduction rather than on, on the steroid cycles. It's very easy to get doped. The point is how to avoid the potential side effects and minimize the risk in order to have more longevity, all right? So right after um, I wrote this, I mean, Bill Welling poked me a question. Um, he, he, he offered me a great uh, opportunity. So uh, he told me to start writing for Anabolic Order in 2015. I wrote for him around 15 to 18 articles. And then he gave me this tremendous opportunity to be on the cover of Anabolic's book. And I wrote an article for him about the intramuscular obsessed because as a biobiologist, I focus also with inflammation and infections. And I was having myself a horrible obsess due to the Winstrol injection in my glute. So I was talking also from personal experience. And in 2017, I dared to publish my first English book translated. It was just the drugs. And then I had an improved edition the year after. Then Muscular Development discovered me and advertised this. So I was able then during the, the pandemic to write down to actually to translate the nutrition and the supplementation of my Greek books. So I released another book and finally everything was united in English as the Bible of bodybuilding that now is my ultimate book just like the Bible of bodybuilding in Greece. So I have in both languages. And yes, I was offered also to translate this in Italian, the, the, the drugs. So totally, yes, I've, I've accomplished to write nine books, uh, but actually one book is the evolution of the other, okay? So the, the material and, and what it deals is just training nutrition supplementation and harm reduction. So it's about bodybuilding and uh, physical education It's not, something totally different. So there is a little bit also of uh, TRT, HRT, longevity and the aging. Myself, I follow HRT since I retired because my HPDA was crushed, okay? My total testosterone was 150, six months right after I retired. I was miserable. There's no way I could recover from a secondary anabolic steroid induced hypogonadism, okay? And I went to, to Italy to uh, find my mentor, Dr. Massimo Spatini, who's a 60 year old guy, former Mr. Italy, sports medicine doctor who focused on the aging author also. So he's my alter ego and we have a great relationship. So he put me on testosterone, but back then the protocols are really are high. You know, we're just injecting once a week, not the frequent microdosing we do now. All right. So I experimented myself 
And uh, according to Dr. Hertog, who's the best anti-aging doctor, it's better to take a plethora of hormones rather than just testosterone, for instance. It's better to have a, a good hormonal profile. And actually we age because the hormones decline. That's an awesome story. And uh, I think it's great that, as you mentioned, that you speak from your personal experience as well. Um, I'd love to, I'll have to, to look at some of your books. I mean, I'm not a bodybuilder. I've worked out since I was a teenager as well, done all kinds of sports, but a lot of my patients are, you know, bodybuilders, power, you know, strength trainers, you know, powerlifters, jujitsu guys and things. So I think that's fascinating. Um, I'm big on also on HRT and the appropriate use of testosterone. As you mentioned, uh, you probably dealt with this too, you know, patients getting, uh, coming to me on all, those old protocols. And I, I'm a fan also of uh, multiple dosing a week and managing the, like, as you mentioned, managing the risks. Um, I have, I'd love to hear you talk a little bit about uh, some of the anabolics because a lot of these, uh, specifically some of the medical uses, I don't know if you still use them for, for patients for medical uses for, you know, pain and healing and things, but, you know, I have, you know, several people who've come to me asking about that, things like Nandrolone, et cetera, for, you know, chronic uh, issues or chronic, you know, pain issues from, from surgeries, uh, healing, uh, things of this nature. Yeah, sure. Nandrolone DECA is widely implemented in medicine. Actually, it's the number one steroid that is used uh, almost for 60 years. I was injecting my grandmother deck as she lived to 105 in order to avoid, uh, you know, um, in order to improve rehabilitation and to avoid osteoporosis and muscle wasting. And uh, is very useful because apart from the classic um, indication, which is muscle wasting, anemia, and osteoporosis, it has this positive effect through aldosterone stimulation that retains sodium water as a result to influx water into this novel cavity. So this fluid retention that smooths the pain and the aches into the shoulders. Okay, so you don't need a lot of it. Just 50 milligrams per week is enough because we have to know along when you stack testosterone with nandrolone, the EPO will elevate, okay, and perhaps you're gonna have a reduction also in the HDL or perhaps elevation in LDL. So you should focus on small dosing, also microdosing, why not? It's better in the system if you inject five milligrams every day rather than 50 milligrams at once. It has a lesser impact on the system, okay? Um, yes, and DECA has a wide implementation. Of course, it reverses Osteoporosis increases bone mineral density. Of course, it treats anemia. It, it improves stamina and endurance. And definitely, it's a very decent anabolic steroid with an anabolic index of 140. It's way better than other drugs. And it's, uh, it's not toxic to the liver. It's not semi-related, but in the long run, because it retains calcium in the renal tubules, uh, it may lead to calcification of the arteries in case um, you abuse other steroids as well. Or if you don't use the K2 vitamin that is able to absorb and direct actually the calcium from the endothelium of the arteries to the bone tissue. Um, okay, yes, DECA, other steroids that have implementation, apart from testosterone, of course, is mesterone, proviron, it's, it's not available in the States, but we use it in, in Europe in order to crush this HBG to elevate more testosterone, which is the bioavailable, all right? Uh, it gives you the feeling also of euphoria because uh, it improves the cognitive function, the self-esteem, the sex drive. But of course, it may enlarge the prostate, cause you BPH, another thing for, from cancer, of course. And 
if you are prone to hair thinning. Now, instead of uh, the mesterolone, which is synthetic DHT axolene, occasionally some open-minded doctors in the States prescribe oxandrolone because it's a, it's a derivative of the DHT that has same properties, stenosolos as well, that can lower SHBT. So they use Wizard and Anavar as libido enhancers because they elevate the free testosterone this way. They don't produce estrogen, okay? But of course, we have to admit that 70 related drugs, they can be potentially uh, harmful to the lipids and to the liver, all right? Prim uh, also is pharmaceutical grade, it's not very strong anabolic, it's not available in the States. It was available in Greece, in Spain, in Turkey. Um, um, these are the steroids that, you know, are really harmful, harmless, and um, you can easily found in pharmacies uh, worldwide, you know? Yep. No, that's excellent. Thank you. What is, what is, I'm curious, what is the regulatory environment over there, I guess, in Greece and Europe compared to here, the States, in terms of testosterone and the anabolics? Is, it, is there- yes, Generally in Europe, we have hormonophobia, means the fear of hormones, and endocrinologists and urologists um, demonize testosterone because of two reasons. First of all, the ignorance, because they, mis, um, they misjudge and they, um, they mislead, uh, and they believe testosterone is anabolic steroid. Actually, it's an androgen that has anabolic properties. Right. You cannot live without testosterone if you are a man, but you can live without anabolic steroids, definitely, as estrogens are fundamental and vital for women during menopause, okay? So in Kleinefelter syndrome, you don't, you don't give, you don't prescribe anabolic steroids, but you prescribe testosterone because this is what will make you a man, all right? So uh, the abuse of testosterone from bodybuilding and athletes has gives this bad name to the, um, to the medical society, this fear, okay, this skepticism. But definitely an androgen is very important in order to have um, all the uh, positive effects that testosterone has to the bones, uh, to the bone marrow, to the liver that creates the HBG, to the skin that creates the sebum, the elasticity, okay? Uh, but also testosterone is fundamental because it is reduced to DHT, which is in, important for the cognitive function, the self-esteem and the sex drive, but also stradiol, which is very important to the bone health and also for cardiovascular health, for sex drive, okay? So we cannot replace testosterone with any other thing for the replacement therapy, okay? And we have to admit that testosterone is zero toxicity in injectable form under 200 milligrams to the liver and to the lipids. Unless you abuse, let's say over to 50, that may have you an elevation and a reduction in HDL, elevation is for dial perhaps giant occasionally, or erythrocytosis, of course, as all androgens treat anemia. Are, are, are most of the people you work with, are they uh, in the bodybuilding space? You mentioned in terms of like harm risk reduction, like what are some of the, the strategies you've, you've utilized with them? Or do you have patients that are not in the bodybuilding space looking to? Yes. So the bodybuilders and the athletes, but also middle-aged men that undergo the crisis, the andropose. Yep. Okay. And they cannot uh, communicate with endocrinologists that you have to be super low, almost dead in order to prescribe unibido and nothing else, no enophate. And if you're very close, let's say 250 or 300, they give you the magic blue pill that obviously doesn't treat hypogonadism. It's right. just a, an artificial blood flow to the penis. 
Okay, so it's pathetic because with low testosterone, you start developing insulin resistance, diabetes, obesity. That creates also both of them metabolic syndrome. Okay, metabolic syndrome is linked to cardiovascular disease also. And definitely anemia, fatigue, lack of stamina and endurance, osteopenia, bone fractures, depression, lack of sex drive, uh, lack of erectile dysfunction that leaves you a lousy life. Okay. And imagine what, I had a case of a 60 year old heart surgeon, Harvard, uh, um, Harvard, uh, he studied in Harvard, okay? So yeah. brilliant guy. Yeah. yeah, Harvard graduate. He had a heart attack and he discovered he was low testosterone. And he told me, doctor, can you prescribe testosterone for a better cardiovascular health? The heart surgeon told me that. <laughs> no, it, it's crazy because low testosterone gives you high cardiovascular disease. And, and testosterone improves the blood flow, the nitric oxide to the myocardium. And also it can treat this lipidemia by improving the visceral fat because androgens oxidize fat. Also you build muscle tissue that burns the fat. And through reduction of the visceral fat, you have improvement in the dyslipidemia, in the LDL, in the HDL. Okay, and also as you build muscles, you burn the glucose, you fight insulin resistance. And this is how the cardiovascular health is improved. Absolutely. Yeah, you're, you're, you sound, I, I say the same thing to my patients all the time. I try to preach the benefits of it. Pretty much everybody gets it. And I'm glad to hear you talk about some of the other metabolites like DHT and estradiol, because those are massively important. I still get, you probably see this too. Patients come to me wanting to block their estrogen and block their DHT. And I, I advise them against that because of the, the metabolic benefits. So uh, that's huge. Yes. Uh, and we have to know that under COVID, Almost everybody who died in the ICU was of low testosterone yep. because they were over 70, because they are administrated corticosteroids that kill also the testosterone, because you have the physical and the mental cells, you're going to die and prolactin cortisol spike that eat out testosterone. And also because of low testosterone, you create this visceral fat and this flabby fat releases inflammatory cytokines that participate in the cascade of the inflammation. Right. So it's, right. you have better chance of survival if you are though and enter the ICU rather than being of low testosterone. You know, you're screwed, but you don't have chances of surviving. Yeah, yeah. And this yeah. was proved this year. It was proved, and I was telling this since last year, and many doctors were trolling at me <laughs> as a steroid junkie and things like that, you know? <laughs> yeah, I saw some of those studies as well. As you mentioned, the, the, the people with the lower androgen levels did poorly. Um, you know, because of all the anti-inflammatory properties, the metabolic effects you just mentioned, huge, huge, huge misconception. I think it's, as you mentioned, I yes. think it's the people that uh, abuse it and uh, do the wrong things are the ones that create the big press, you know, so. Um, yeah, so it's about optimization and balance of all the hormones, okay? Abuse leads to the side effects. And HRT or TRT is not about getting jacked, but being physically and mentally healthy. Right. And of course, every benefit you're going to have with the physical appearance and the body composition is welcome. But you shouldn't focus on, on the gym or, or, you know, how I'm going to get bitter, but bigger, but only all the, the plethora of the side effects. But you shouldn't go over the upper range of the total testosterone. You know, right. you should be a, a teenager, but nothing more. Well said. I agree 100%. What other kind of issues are you seeing with some of your patients, especially those who've gone through cycles or been through some issues in the past in terms of risk mitigation and uh, 
post-therapy. Well, the classic uh, deviations and the classic side effects are estimated in three organs, cardiovascular, by dyslipidemia, and erythrocytosis. Okay, that leads to cardiovascular disease, of course. Then we have the transaminemia or the um, pharmaceutical hepatitis of the mainly of the, from the pills, but also prolonged use of injectables. And also we have um, lowering of GFR elevation of creatinine and urea to lesser degree. And some of them are into uh, acute or chronic uh, renal failure. Okay, these are the main systems that are affected. And most important, of course, the cardiovascular, the brain and the heart. The, we have to admit that the liver has a huge capacity of regeneration, okay? And the, the, the kidneys, we have to, to, we have to know that they gradually downregulate, you know? And if the, if the, um, the GFR goes below 50, you are in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I think I heard you mention on a, another podcast about, you know, some of the issues with, uh, especially, I guess, more in the bodybuilding space of, how many people are using it. And of course, we've seen here in the States, unfortunately, there's been a lot of deaths in the last couple of years of uh, foreign bottle bills. And that could be multifactorial too, but it sounds like it's uh, it's quite rampant over there. I think, well. Eric, uh, it's like uh, using the storage is like buying with a credit card. You buy now, you pay the dues later. <laughs> yeah, for it, sure. It comes, now, if you want to mess with stairs, you shouldn't. Smoke, booze, sniff, eat junk, and you should do also your daily cardio. So stay out of everything which is risk if you want to mess up with the drugs. And if you want to use steroids, make sure you don't combine pills together. Uh, you, you use pharmaceutical grade. You take also your uh, precautious uh, supplementation for your lipids, for your liver, okay? Uh, in order to minimize the risk, because frankly, there's zero risk when there's no use. Right. Now, over there in Greece, are you, like here in the States, of course, we have most of our, you know, my colleagues and I, we use compounding pharmacies. Of course, the traditional pharmacies don't, yeah. they don't, they use kind of the weaker forms or they don't let you optimize your, your dosages. Do you, what, how is the, the pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical industry there? Yeah, hopefully I'm able to cooperate with a compounding pharmacy that <laughs> uh, sells uh, HRT compounds across Europe, but also overseas. And uh, they make mesterolin, they make DHT synthetic liposomal cream. Mm -hmm. They make, of course, liposomal 20% testosterone. Um, also, another pharmacy compounds dutasteride with minoxidil in foam in order to avoid the side effects of dutasteride for the erectile dysfunction. Okay, so if you apply locally dutasteride with testosterone and minoxidil, you avoid the systemic side effects and it's just locally in order to avoid the herthinic. But we have to know that the testosterone and finasteride work only with testosterone. If you use proviron, it doesn't work. It only blocks the reduction of testosterone to the DHT. Um, but of course, as you mentioned, killing DHT is not something cool, okay? We, we need also DHT as we need estrogens. Um, and um, now the regulations and the, the laws in uh, Greece, they're quite loose. Um, um, you know, only selling, uh, you know, um, is prohibited. So personal use is, uh, is permitted, but distribution is, is a felony. Okay. Yeah. And frankly, everybody can go to the pharmacy and get a testosterone, but not DECA easily because DECA is an steroid, So you need a prescription 
but everybody can get testosterone proviron easily. It's rather cheap. It's around seven dollars, the two fifty vial of um, of enanthate. Hmm. Also, we have Nebido Avid from Bayern, from Germany, uh -huh. uh, and we have the natural fifty milligrams that comes in three dollars from Aspen. Okay, the natural decanated decadrabolin. Right. Got we it. used to have twenty years ago primopolin also one hundred milligrams, but it's no longer manufactured. Gotcha. Okay. What you mentioned uh, before we start recording about uh, what you're going to be talking about in terms of muscle and meta metabolism, et cetera. Yes. Do, you, do you mind touching on that and giving, uh, telling people about what we're going to be discussing? Yeah. So the Olympic University for the first time is held in uh, Las Vegas, where the Mr. Olympia is also taking place. And actually, Michael Palmieri um, is under cooperation with uh, Dan Solomon, which is the president of Mr. Olympia. Now, Michael Palmieri was, is the one that organizes along with the late Jim Lorimer, the Arnold Educational Seminars in Columbus, Ohio during the Arnold Classic every March of the year, the first week. And I was invited twice, so 2020, just before the COVID, and 2022, last March. Yeah. And we had a round table about the TRT, HRT, and AAS. Mm. Um, and the second year, that is last uh, March, I had also my own presentation, which was the testosterone replacement therapy in retired bodybuilders and, and anabolic steroid use, anabolic and anogenic steroids harm reduction in also bodybuilders. So now my next presentation, so um, the following Friday, will be the role of the skeletal muscle as a metabolic regulator. And we have to know that muscle tissue is not just for locomotory purposes, not just for posture or breathing, or moving, you know, without muscle, you're more vulnerable, not just to fractures and to, um, you know, uh, neuromuscular coordination and conjunction, but also you get easily sick because it's a great pool of amino acids that synthesize immunoglobulins. Okay. Muscle wasting is the number one cause of death during cat catabolic diseases like HIV, mm -hmm. COVID, and cancer. Okay. And also the lesser muscle you have, the more insulin resistance you have. Yeah. And the more insulin resistance and diabetes you have, the more cardiovascular disease you're, you, you're gonna face, all right? So we understand that muscles are able to reverse glycemia. Lifting weights and building muscle is anti-diabetic, okay? They improve the insulin sensitivity, the assimilation of the glucose, you improve the GLUT4 receptors. And um, we, you improve, of course, the bone mineral density because as you get, as, as muscles are get strengthened, they attach to the bones and the bones as a result also become more dense, okay? Of course, you need proper amount of vitamin D3 and calcium. And uh, we have to, to know that aging is associated with elevation of SHBG. This is a protein that uh, down regulates the free testosterone, which is bioavailable. Why is that? SHBG elevates as we get older because we have more visceral fat that creates estrogen. So as estrogens elevate, SHBG elevate, that lowers free testosterone. So very simplified, we can say that the lesser muscle you have, the lesser sex drive you're going to have. Okay? Because the more muscles you have, the less fat you have, fat creates estrogens. Less estrogens, uh, lower SHBG, higher free testosterone. So there's all related to each other. And 
um, uh, for elderly people, muscle tissue is so important because uh, when they are disabled down in bed, okay, uh, they're not able to coordinate their muscles. So having um, strong muscles and muscle coordination is very fundamental and very important for the third age. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, uh, I agree 100%. I talk about the dangers of sarcopenia all the time as it's yes, like, sarcopenia, yes. as you mentioned, it's not just for for looks and uh, structure, you know, it like you said, it's the biggest a huge okay. metabolic organ to make creates myokines in the body with beneficial effects It's insulin sensitivity, all the things you talked about. And Mauro Di Pasquale, this uh, doctor who is a powerlifter said, we carry our own fat, and our muscles carry us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that means how significant is the the muscle versus the tissue, the, the the fat, huh? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Do you have uh, other other strategies you utilize with some of your older patients to to uh, maintain muscle mass in terms of supplements? Yes. So according now, from perception of supplementation, we have leucine post workout that kicks mTOR. Glutamine, that even though it's not an essential amino acid, is the most fundamental amino acid in the skeletal muscle. And during stress and catabolism, glutamine stores are depleted. Okay. So, glutamine is also good post workout for muscle glycogen synthesis. Okay. For volumization of the cell. Uh, creatine monohydrate is the most anabolic um, uh, supplement, of course. But apart from uh, muscle contraction and ATP synthesis, is very good for the brain metabolism also, okay? Whey protein now contains a large amount of BCAs, leucine, okay? And a uh, decent amount of glutamine. Um, and HMB also is a very good combination pre-workout as anti-garabolic, and it's perfectly stacked with creatine monohydrate, mm -hmm. all right? Resistance training, of course, is the stimulus, and we should focus, if you want muscular development, eight to 12 reps, okay? Time under tension, focus on eccentric contraction and keep intensity between below one minute of resting time in order to keep the, the intensity higher. Um, of course, a multivitamin pack. And now from, uh, from hormonal uh, perspective, we have the testosterone, we have the DHEA that also improves immunity, all right? Uh, for people that can afford, uh, using growth hormone is good, a very low dose for longevity, because in the first place, what hormone does is fat burning, all right? And it burns the visceral fat also, it improves lipids. Uh, but if you abuse it, then comes the trouble with diabetes, also and organomegaly. So how you evaluate the lack of the deficiency of growth hormone by measuring IGF-1 in the blood, all right? And low IGF-1 also is linked to mortality as as much as high GF1 is linked to cancer as well. Right. So you should be optimized above the 50%, all right? Um, pregnenolone also is very important. Pregnenolone metabolizes to progesterone, calms down the nervous system, improves memory, all right? Um, it's better than taking progesterone itself, in men at least. Now, DHT synthetic is very good for the sex drive, for the mind, for the cognitive function, the self-esteem. Um, and HG also, apart from a bold size and ejaculation volume, it can improve the stereogenesis because as we inject testosterone, we cut off the cascade from cholesterol to, to testosterone. Therefore, by implementing HG, 
and can improve also intratesticular production of testosterone that improves sex drive, but also synthesis of DHEA progesterone prognenolone that's very good for the stereogenesis, okay? Um, of course, this is not an, uh, this is an expensive stack, of course, and uh, it comes down to the, the guidance uh, of uh, open-minded physician and very few are aware of this. The best is to find somebody that also follows this for himself, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. I, I use a lot of DHEA and pregnenolone on my patients on testosterone, and I it's difficult to prescribe growth hormone, but I do use a lot of peptides to induce yes. uh, growth hormone production quite successfully. Sermorlin, GSRP6, RP2, MK677, which is oral, and they are safer actually for the HF1 elevation, but they're right. cheaper also, all right? They are. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, they're yeah much less expensive, and uh, they work very well, very safe. Uh, yes. Well. So where can people um, read about, uh, find your books and go ahead and plug any websites, any uh, conferences? Yeah, my website is gtou.gtool.com. Uh, I have a monthly column on Muscular Development Magazine, a weekly show on Muscular Development Channel. And my books, The Bible of Bodybuilding, which is the latest, but my other books also, they can purchase them on Amazon, okay? Awesome. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Well, yeah, I'd love to, uh, I'm going to, I have to uh, go see another patient here shortly as well. I will let you right. get back. I, I would love to have you back on sometime and talk some more. Sure, this has been fantastic. Thank you very much for the invitation. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I wish you uh, have a, an awesome week and a good Christmas holiday and good luck with your Thank visitors. You, Thank you. You, by the way, will you be at uh, the Arnold this year? Yes, uh, I have booked everything for